Welcome to the Habit Mechanic Podcast. To help you finish this year strongly and get ready for a successful 2024, we're re-releasing every podcast we've recorded so far that takes a deep dive into the Habit Mechanic book. The episode's coming up in a few moments. Remember, if you want to get your business off to a great start in January, get in touch to discuss how our Habit Mechanic keynotes or workshops can equip your people with practical skills that help them build super habits in five minutes. Or if you want to earn £100,000 per year working part-time by launching your own coaching business, we guarantee to help you do that in just 13 hours. Get in touch with us today to learn more about becoming a certified habit mechanic coach who can transform people's lives and is recognized as a world leader in the field. For more details, contact us via the website. The link is in the podcast notes. Or if you want to feel better and do better every day, download the Habit Mechanic University app from your app store. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Habit Mechanics. It's Dr. John Finn here. I hope you're having a fantastic week so far. In this episode, we're going to talk about chapter 12 of the Habit Mechanic book, which is called How to Start Me Power Conditioning. We've got some really practical insights that are really going to help you to think about your destructive habits and also your super habits. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. I'm also joined today by my friend and colleague, Andrew Whitelam. Andrew, how are you? Hi, John. Yeah, great to be here again on the podcast. And um, it's um, it's an unusual one today, I guess, because we're going to actually replay the audiobook version of Chapter 12 in full within this podcast. I know we've been doing that on the shorter podcasts in recent times, but for this one, we're going to listen to the entire Chapter 2, which is great. I think it will really bring it to life even more for people. So uh, I'm looking forward to to hearing that and uh, hearing more about the details of me power conditioning, which uh, for me is really the first um, major idea or concept that the habit mechanic introduces that's so revolutionary um so really looking forward to that um and just talking briefly before we do that about the habit mechanic app um i know in in recent podcasts we've been flagging that uh um, people signing up for that have really been uh, it's been going well more and more people are signing up for the free version but uh, there's some big news coming soon uh, new features are going to be rolled out in the habit mechanic app which will make it even more powerful Yes, yeah, so we've been working on lots of behavioural science-backed, habit science-backed tools, um, training, coaching, uh, courses, all those things that are going to make it super easy for people to build better habits. And we're making those available in the app pretty soon i would say that within the next month they will be available so in, into mid july we're going to launch it and we're putting a 90-day program together at the moment which will be the backbone of that new supercharged um toolkit so the people that are signed up in the free version of the app the app um is 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 completely free to download and to start using right now. It's in the App Store. It's in the Google Play Store. The people that are in the app are going to get some um, special offers when we launch that program. They're going to be 
able to access those features before anybody else and also take advantage of lots of other exciting opportunities that we're using that we're going to make available rather to ultimately make it easier for people to be at their best because that's our mission and you can be part of that journey as well. So if you haven't already downloaded the app, please do and then we'll be able to give you access to those special offers when they come online. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, um, I think uh, anybody who hasn't already done so, as you say, they should absolutely download the Habit Mechanic University app and um, start using it. There's some great features in there already, but it's so exciting to hear that, um, yeah, there's even more coming. And I suppose, John, this really will be all the insight, all the tools from the Habit Mechanic in your pocket. Yeah, so it's, it's the Habit Coach in your pocket. And the the book is a fantastic resource, but when you plug in the power of digital functionality, it makes it easier to activate more of the nine action factors, which are at the heart of how we help people to build better habits so they can be at their best. So, you know, from live um, training sessions, life challenges, ongoing 90-day challenges, making the tools in the Habit Mechanic book digital so you can actually input your data, see your progress, easily update, tweak and refine, um, easily access key insights from the book in bite-sized formats, and so on and so forth. So just making it easier for people to to go on that journey to engage in the knowledge, to practice the skills and ultimately to form long-lasting, powerful new habits that help them to be at their best. And, you know, not just yourself, but I think the app makes it really easy to help others to be at their best as well, whether you're a coach um, or you're an organisation. So, yeah, really, really powerful. It's, it's, It's taken us a long time to put together and I've been using it and it's already sharpening up my ability to to manage my own behavior which i thought was already in pretty good nick but it's taking it feels like to an, another level okay great well so chapter 12 then um how to start me power conditioning john lead us into it if you would uh we're going to hear about an important tool um that uh, you introduce in this chapter um specifically the eight brain test and as i say we're playing this one in full um lead us into it if you would john yeah, so I'd really encourage you to make some notes in this chapter because it's at its heart, it's about intelligent self-watching. And if you make notes, you're going to get more out of it. Try to highlight the area where you want to make the biggest improvement and then follow the guidance as to where you can learn more about that area within the rest of the Habit Mechanic book. So... This is chapter 12, how to start me power conditioning. Chapter 12, how to start me power conditioning. To start identifying some of your unhelpful habits, I want you to do some intelligent self-watching. This simply means thinking about yourself in a focused and systematic way so that you can precisely identify your unhelpful behaviour. This can be difficult to do because you are designed to run on habits. Self-watching is like switching on a CCTV camera 
that monitors your thoughts and actions. To help you do this, I have created a short Ape Brain Test. There are no right or wrong answers. This is just about what you think about yourself right now. The more you practice self-watching exercises, like the Ape Brain Test, the better you will become at understanding yourself. I complete this type of test about once a month to help me stay on top of my ape brain. The more I practice intelligent self-watching, the better I get. You could complete the test either from your own point of view or on behalf of a person you want to help. Score each statement from 1 to 10, where 1 equals never and 10 equals always. Please note that it doesn't matter what your scores are. The important thing is that you are thinking about yourself and identifying your strengths and areas for improvement. Don't overthink your scores. Just go with your gut instinct. The more you practice intelligent self-watching, the better you will get at it. To complete the 8 brain test online, go to tougherminds.co.uk forward slash habit mechanic and click on ape brain test i will also read out each statement now statement one i reflect on my diet exercise and sleep and plan to make daily improvements in these areas give yourself a score out of 10 where one equals never and 10 equals always statement two at the end of the day i always reflect and highlight what went well and what i can improve tomorrow give yourself a score out of 10 Statement three, at the end of every week, I reflect on what went well and plan how I can improve next week. Give yourself a score out of 10. Statement four, from time to time, I think about my future. I set long, medium and short-term goals to focus my efforts and achieve major objectives. Give yourself a score out of 10. Statement five, I regularly update my yearly and monthly calendar to add important work and life activities. Give yourself a score out of 10. Statement six, I recognize when I'm stressed and successfully plan to reduce my stress. Give yourself a score out of 10. Statement seven, I monitor my confidence levels and successfully build up confidence in areas where it is low. Give yourself a score out of 10. Statement 8. I recognise when my emotions are unhelpful and can successfully keep them under control. Give yourself a score out of 10. Statement 9. I successfully plan to improve my productivity levels. Give yourself a score out of 10. Statement 10. I successfully plan to spend less time dwelling on unhelpful thoughts. Give yourself a score out of 10. Statement 11. I successfully plan to improve my performance as a leader. Give yourself a score out of 10. What next? First, select the area you think it will be most helpful to make a small adjustment to today to help you be your best. Second, write down one small thing you will do differently to improve this area. Tip, writing be less stressed is too vague to be helpful. Instead, be specific. For example, write a three to one daily reflection at the end of the working day. Finally, explain why. For example, it will make it easier to de-stress, switch off, sleep well 
and be at my best tomorrow. Don't worry if you are not sure how to improve the area you have selected, because I am going to cover all of the core eight brain test themes throughout the remainder of the book. Although this book has been written to be worked through sequentially, you can jump ahead to get some improvement ideas if you promise to come back to this point in the book and continue listening. I have listed where you can learn more about each core eight brain test area below. I want to improve my sleep and or diet and or exercise. Go to chapter 19. I want to improve my long, medium and short term goal setting. Go to chapter 16. I want to get better at managing stress and thinking more helpfully. Go to chapter 22. I want to improve my confidence. Go to chapter 23. I want to get better at performing under pressure. Go to chapter 24. I want to improve my focus and productivity. Go to chapter 25. I want to improve my leadership. Go to step 4. Chief Habit Mechanic Skills. If you do jump ahead, remember that the key to habit mechanic success is learning how to build sustainable new habits. Knowing what you need to do is very different from doing it. For the remainder of this section of the book, step 2, and the beginning of the next, step 3, I'm going to really get under the hood or bonnet of what it takes to develop more new, sustainable, helpful habits. But first, I want to finish this chapter by introducing a concept called the Me Power Wishlist. By taking the eight brain test, you will have identified the most significant challenge or challenges or problem or problems your eight brain poses in your life right now. If you complete it again next month, the scores might be different because your life circumstances and habits might be a little bit different. You may now want to begin creating your Me Power wish list. This is a list of all the small new helpful habits you would like to build and changes you would like to make based on your eight brain test results. Your Me Power wish list. Create your list where it is most helpful for you. For example, a notebook, word file, phone note. Please remember it's only realistically possible to make one tiny change or build one tiny new habit at a time. This is a wish list for a reason. Nobody has the resources to make all the changes they want at once. I have a list of daily, weekly and monthly habits I developed over many years that started on my Me Power wish list and are now cables in my brain. Remember, knowing, knowledge, to doing, skill, to habit. Example, Me Power wish list. Daily, 6.30am run. If this sounds too difficult, you could go for a five minute walk instead. Core exercises, 40 push-ups and 40 sit-ups. If this sounds too difficult, you could start with one push-up. Stretch. Post my daily tea plan in my Habit Mechanic app. Willpower boosters. For example, one fewer check of my phone. Apps off my phone. Phone off. No news during the week. No emails at night. Learn more in Chapter 25. Drink two litres of water per day. Aim for approximately eight miles of running and or walking per day. 
end of day positive reflection slash expressive writing. Learn more in chapter 22. Complete my me power weekly wall chart goals for the day. Learn more in chapter 18. Weekly, structured weekly reflection. Learn more in chapter 36. Plan week ahead using brain states method. Learn more in chapter 25. Create my me power weekly wall chart. Learn more in chapter 18. Monthly, habit review. Learn more in chapter 17. Future ambitious meaningful story review. Learn more in chapter 16. Team power leadership review. Learn more in step four. Next, let's think about what happened in your brain as you were completing the Ape Brain Test. If you want to fulfill your potential or help other people fulfill their potential so you can feel great and get the rewards and respect you deserve, then I want to give you a free physical copy of my new best-selling book. Because you deserve to know the truth. The most important things for fulfilling your potential are not tips, tricks, hacks, therapy, coaching, meditation, breathwork, goal setting, journaling or finding your why. I know it sounds irrational because we're so used to hearing about using these things to help us fulfill our potential. But these approaches are outdated and ineffective And they are based on a big lie. To find out more and get your free physical copy of Dr. John Finn's best-selling book, The Habit Mechanic, go to tougherminds.co.uk. Well, that was Chapter 12, How to Start Me Power Conditioning played in full for you here on the Habit Mechanic podcast. And in a few moments, John, we're going to talk about that in detail, drill down into the idea of intelligent self-watching and why can't we see our our unhelpful behaviour. We're also going to talk in detail about a very important tool you introduced in the chapter, the eight brain test, and some of the potential shocking results it might reveal for people, and then talk about how one tiny step at a time, we, we can start improving. Uh, before we do that, though, just a, a word about your certified habit mechanic coaching program. I understand now all places on that have been taken. Yeah, so we've sold out. Um, no, no space available, unfortunately, um, which is really exciting. People are actually starting to qualify now, and that's also opening up lots of exciting opportunities. We know traditional coaching doesn't work. It's not fit for purpose. It's not designed to change people's behavior. And that means that we might be able to help people to know what it's a better idea to do, but it it doesn't help them to do it in a sustainable, long-lasting, impactful way. What we help certified health mechanic coaches to do is to understand how they can actually help their their clients, their people, their teams, their organisation to build and sustain more helpful habits. Um, so, yeah, we've sold out, which is fantastic. Brilliant group of people uh, working on that programme at the moment and starting to, uh, to, to help others to, to become habit mechanics. We will release some more slots later in the year. 
So if you are interested, if you do want to take advantage of this, and, and I suppose there's twofold, there's a twofold thing here. One is if you're a coach, if you're a consultant, we help you to create a 90-day bespoke, 90-day program for your clients. And we know that um, coaches, consultants can easily earn over £100,000 a year selling these services. So this is not only great for helping others to actually be at their best, but you can have a really nice lifestyle off this as well. Get away from that 95, have really flexible work and make it work for you. If you're an organisation, we see that when we actually help our people to build better habits, that we quickly improve engagement, happiness and performance by over 25% in 90 days. I'll explain exactly how we measure that if you want to know. But straight away, that means that your organisation is saving hundreds of thousands, up to millions of pounds very quickly because people just get rid of those destructive lines and that adds up to people thinking and doing more things that are helping them to be at their best. So that's the power of habits. So if though if if learning to become a certified habit mechanic coach sounds interesting to you, just get in get in touch. We'll send you more details. We can add you to our waiting list and then when um places become available, we can let you know. Okay, well, that's certainly great news for people who've missed out this time. And uh, yeah, as they say, as you say, John, they should certainly try to get themselves uh, on that waiting list um, for when you do um, reopen that certification. Great to hear. Okay, then, John, on with Chapter 12. Um, Unusually, we've just heard it in full, but that's that's great for this podcast. Um, How to start me power conditioning. And the chapter starts by explaining and pointing out that it's now important as we continue our journey through the habit mechanic and gain more insight to start identifying unhelpful habits habits as it says unhelpful to us and the key tool here the key process is what you call intelligent self-watching um again you 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 talk about that being a a focused considered way of doing that Why, why is that so important why is it important that it's a deliberate specific process why can't we just see and and just notice you know the things we're doing that are not helpful to us and are are bad for us i suppose because most of what we're doing most of the time is automatic semi-automatic thinking and doing and therefore if we want to move out of the automaticity we have to do that deliberately and because we're just not really wired to think about ourselves in these ways, then just noticing our behaviour might not be all that helpful. We have to do it in in a focused and educated way about, well, this is how brains work at a gist level, and that's the chapters we've gone through so far so i can understand that my brain is beating me up because it's paying attention to the fact that i think that important people in my life might not be regarding me so highly right now i know that my brain is making me procrastinate on challenging work because the challenging work isn't giving me a fast reward. So that's where we we don't just say, 
self-watching, we say intelligent self-watching. And in fact, throughout the whole, in chapter five, we, we introduced the concept of habit mechanic intelligence. And throughout the book, we show the igloo of confidence that we also introduce in, in chapter five, building up one small step at a time as you work through the book and you develop your ideas. The first core component of habit mechanic intelligence is intelligent self-watching. It's that awareness of the things I'm thinking and doing and how helpful they are or not in relation to the goals I have in my life, my health, my happiness, my performance goals that help me to be at my best or not. But the gateway to understanding that is is intelligent self-watching. So it's so important. There's a brain maturation element here as well. So the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of our brain, and we, we, we actually go into quite a lot of detail about the, 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 the very specific mechanics of brain function in the next chapter. But um, the prefrontal cortex sits behind your eyes all the way to the top of your forehead. This is the where willpower lives it's the hack brain that we talked about in the last uh, chapter helpful attention control brain some would call it our logical brain it's where it's the part of our brain that we used to do intelligent self-watching it, it's like the brakes on our automated behavior that's the function this can have but it's not fully wired until we're about 25 years old if we're men and if we're women, it's about uh, 24 years old because the female brain, myelinates about um, one year ahead of the male brain. When I say myelination, I just mean wiring up. So your brain runs on electricity is a simple way to think about it. And the wires, um, they're, they're, your, your brain is kind of wiring up from the back to the front. So the first wiring starts at the back of the brain in those deep essential centers that run our basic life function. And then as we're maturing, as we're getting older, more and more of that neocortex is, is getting wired up. And the last bit to fully wire up is our prefrontal cortex. And that's the part of our brain that we use for intelligent self-watching, what we might call um, good self-awareness. So up until we're in our up until we're about well mid twenties, the the hardware that we use to do intelligent self watching isn't actually fully wired up. Now that doesn't mean that we can't speed up the wiring, and it doesn't mean that we don't have any self awareness before that point. It's just that in our mid twenties, it's you know we've got the full hardware, and what we see, for example, um through a few different, I suppose, sets of, of data, of sets of understanding, is that by the time you get to about eight or nine, you have maybe, and maybe a bit older, a, a bit earlier for girls, you have that understanding of what's right and what's wrong, and you have the ability to intercede and be held accountable for your behaviour. Um, we see that in our programmes. So when we make it easy for young uh, people to do intelligent self-watching using our planners and using these these types of self-assessments and tools that we share in the Habit Mechanic book, then we see that 
young people get better at doing intelligent self-watching and intelligent planning. You know, if you think from um, a religion perspective in the in the Catholic Church, you do your first confession, I think, when you're about eight years old, connected to your first Holy Communion, and that's a similar idea. You're being held accountable for your own behaviour. So, yeah, so there's a brain maturation element here, which is really interesting as well. But anyway, that's a bit of a whistle-stop tour of intelligent self-watching and the connected brain function. Yeah, no, but I think it's so fascinating how, and this is, I suppose, the essence of, of habit mechanic, that the the sophisticated understanding of the brain and, and how it drives human behavior is harnessed and made simple and applicable for people. And and I guess that many people might, uh, who are perhaps parents or no young people, might uh, recognize some of the changes in, in attitude or behavior because of that brain maturation uh, they're growing up i suppose in simple terms and um it, it is fascinating um but of course um this now uh, the 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 brain state the brain the consequences of this if you like are now what what we're talking about to harness and understand so we can improve and and identify our unhelpful habits and of course start developing new helpful habits so part of this um chapter then to to undertake intelligent self-watching you introduce this really significant tool which i know has been on the top of minds website for a, a few years now so people can get an in introduction to it and it, it's also a fantastic resource this is the ape brain test a uh, really important tool and um gives us so much insight um tell us tell us more about that ape brain test john please yeah so We've designed the brain test and similar what we call habit metrics to make intelligent self-watching easier, to give people a framework to assess themselves against. And these are themes. The, there's 11 questions in the or statements in the, um, the brain test. These are themes that we see, that we, that we saw emerging again and again and again with the thousands and thousands of people that we worked with but these seem to be the most important things that people wanted to manage uh, to get more control over in order to be at their best or to feel like they were being at their best so that's what it's designed to do and I think that Another part of how why we design these subjective, um, I'd say self-determining assessments were because we just wanted to also give people a really quick way of analysing themselves. And I suppose there are two things that are going on when you complete this self-assessment. One is you're actually learning about yourself because you don't typically, the questions that you heard in chapter, in, in the the audio of, of chapter 12, they're not things that we normally think about. We might think about the odd one, but we don't think about them regularly. So it helps us to learn about ourselves and think about ourselves in a different way. But then it also allows us to assign a score and to make a judgment about where we think we're at. Um, yeah, so the, the roots of, of this approach were, were in a tool that 
I used a lot in sports psychology. It's called performance profiling. I forget the name of the guy that um, brought that into sport, and I forget the name of the theory that underpins it. But it's um, it's a very self-determining tool that you can use to just start to analyze your behavior in a really self-determining way. And in chapter, I suppose in the confidence chapter of the book, 20, chapter 23, and also the cultural architect chapter of the book, chapter 32, I, I, use, sim, I use kind of some similar versions of, of that performance profiling tool. That approach I found was far more powerful than psychometrics. Psychometrics are self-determining. They suggest that they can predict your behavior, that they know something about you, that they somehow have an insight into your soul, into your destiny, into your future. And we just know that's just not true. And although I would say if psychometrics have any benefits, it's just it gets you thinking about yourself. But it gets you thinking about yourself in sort of a smoke and mirrors way and a little bit of a um, potentially threatening way because you don't really know what the questions are that you're being asked. And then you get this interpretation that's supposed to be predictive somehow of your future behaviour, which isn't very helpful. So so we know that if we want to um, be at our best in this challenging world, we have to develop that growth mindset as as carol dweck would call it we call it the habit mechanic mindset psychometrics i would argue move you in the opposite direction then move you to more of an eight brain mindset or a fixed mindset which is really unhelpful for being at your best in the post-pandemic vuca world so and also those psychometrics they take time because you have to complete it someone has to analyze the data and then da 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 I also found that if I have an hour to help someone to be at their best, I don't want to spend the hour doing a psychometric profile. I'd rather spend the time actually helping them. And you can get a good gist of where people think they're at by just asking, well, out of 10, give me a score. You know, and these are some of the, some of the, th- so the, the, the Likert scales that we see that, stuff I'd see a lot in physiology. So, you know, in physiology, you have a lot of uh, very precise biological measurements, but you also have some quite subjective measurements as well. Like how hard are you working out of 10, you know? So, so yeah, so I, I think there's a combination of, of things that underpin the structure of the eight brain test and the habit metric tools. I'm just trying to piece together there where some of the, where some of these things come from. When, when you put things together over such a long period of time, I suppose not every influence is con- can be consciously brought back because we know how unconscious and subconscious we are. So in short, there's a lot of influence behind this very simple assessment. Um, and the version you, you just heard that you see in chapter 12, as simple as it is, you know, it's thousands of iterations to get it to that point yeah i i've as someone who's done the the eight brain test a few times and been i'm going to say subjected to uh psychometric testing of, of various kinds for job interviews and other bits and pieces um 
yeah, it's completely different. And as you say, the psychometric tests are a little bit arcane and a little bit sort of uh, esoteric. And you, you you think, what does that mean? You know, you, I don't know. I'm just making this up, but it might be something along the lines of you see a dog. Is the dog a dangerous one? I don't know. It's, it, it's these questions you can't quite put your finger on. Whereas, whereas the eight brain test um, gets straight to the point. It's very practical, but so insightful and so powerful. And um, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's so useful in and of itself for me, John. Um, I was going to go on to say people might complete the eight brain test and be slightly worried or shocked by some of their results. Um the way they've rated themselves it might might paint quite a bleak picture but um obviously then you lead them on to start taking action and that, that, taking the eight brain test is the first step in a journey towards improvement um and in chapter 12 you talk about developing a wish list uh, of new helpful habits specifically you call it a me power wish list and you share your own in the chapter as well don't you yeah so we can make positive change, but it's only one tiny change at a time. So that's uh, we talked about the mindset factor. That's one of the nine action factors. Another one is the tiny factor. So uh, it's good to recognize the areas that you'd like to work on, but we also need to be practical and understand that we can only make one tiny change at a time. So it's a wish list. It's these are the things I'd like to improve. If we have that list as well, then it's easier to see the progress we're making. And that's why, you know, the app, for example, the new features are so powerful because it's easy to see the progress that you're making. So, yeah, it's normal to see lots of areas you'd like to improve. Um, often, lots of those areas are interconnected, so improving one will have positive knock-on effects for others. And also, this is, these are evergreen uh, self-watching, intelligent self-watching and intelligent planning tools. So they're never designed to be used once. And you'll find the more you use these self-assessments, the better judge, the better a judge you will be of your own behavior. Um, so I suppose the first time you answer these questions, you might be quite extreme in your views. Some may be extremely... Um, hard on themselves some may be overly confident about how well they're doing in these different areas and that's why it's important to keep revisiting and keep revising yeah and i share you know my wish list and the things that um, i work on um and all, all those examples are you know connected to the things that i do i go on in later, later chapters to show um my what I call super habits and how that transfers into super habits. So, so yeah, so, yeah. No, sorry, John. I was just going to say, as you know, so people should just get into their head the idea that this is not just a one-off. That it's not. The, although the eight brain test is a, is one of the first tools we see, you'll you'll do it again and again, and there's benefit in that to repeat that. Absolutely, yeah. It's just all, all the tools in the habit mechanic book are, are built into daily, weekly, monthly or even bi-monthly or quarterly. So this, the eight brain test and some of the more in-depth habit assessment tests, they're, they're kind of monthly, bi-monthly self-assessments. Um, and 
it's so important that we keep going back and checking in with ourselves. Yeah, and and just again, <laughs> when people do do that and they have a list that is perhaps shocking to them, disturbing, perturbing that they they think they need to, they see so much they need to correct or improve on, if you like. It's important then, as you said before, to keep in mind just one tiny change. Why is that? Why is that so pivotal? Just the idea of just just incremental progress rather than trying to make huge leaps. Because our brain is designed to save energy so it likes doing easy things things that don't cost a lot of energy and thinking conscious thinking takes a lot of energy so i'd say the default rule with making a successful change so let's say i've set myself a goal i want to do um, 50 press-ups every day and it's not working I, I did 50 at the start on Monday, but now it's Friday and I haven't done any, any since. The key thing to do is to make it easier. So instead of doing 50, just start with one. So I'd say that's uh, one of the, the, probably the most important rule to spark positive behavior change, make the behavior easier to do, you know, if you're struggling to make change. Yeah, and just in case, um, I think it's worth pointing out, John, if people perhaps skim chapter 12 and see your Me Power wish list, we've got quite a, an impressive um, start to the day in terms of physical exercise, running, and then some core work and stretching. Um, that's your physical routine. And that's because you've developed that over time and it, and it works for you. That, is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, these are not just... You're not asking people to suddenly start training for the Olympics. <laughs> no, no. Um, these are neurons in my brain, as all habits are, good and bad, that have developed over a long period of time. Um, right now, actually, I've just um, I've hurt my my calf, so I can't actually run. So I've been walking in the morning, trying to run a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's again rather than do nothing, I'm still trying to go out and do something. So yeah, all these things have built up over time, and that's the key. Once you build a habit, it becomes pretty automatic. So you can then build the next one on top of that. But you know, I'm going on holiday in a few weeks, and then when I come back, some of these habits will be have been interrupted. So I'm going to have to consciously reactivate them again. And that's always the number one list of, of my priorities to make sure that I nail my own best habits. Because if I can do that, then the next item on the list and the next one of my priorities are going to be easier to deliver on. Yeah, well, I'm sure... Um anyone listening to this podcast and who's read chapter 12 and who's listened to chapter 12 um, will now understand the importance of building their own Me Power wish list and starting uh, the journey of building new helpful habits one tiny step at a time. Um, John, thanks for your time on this podcast. It's been another fascinating one. Um, just a message to everyone listening. Please don't forget to like us, to subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. By all means, leave a comment and a five-star review would, of course, be fantastic. So thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Uh, John, anything you'd like to say in closing? I would just say, if you haven't already, complete the eight brain test in chapter 12. Pick an area to work on 
and just start to work on it and you'll you will you will if you put the energy into it the effort into it you will make some progress and then make a note in a month's time to come back to it again and if you have the tea plan going as well and maybe a three to one reflection you know you're starting to build up a really nice foundational set of, of behaviors and as we go into further chapters in the book and we introduce further tools and you can build on that more and more so the key is to do something so that you can start to not just know how to begin building better habits but start doing it and remember you're only ever one habit away Thanks for listening. Remember, if you want to get your business off to a great start in January, get in touch to discuss how our Habit Mechanic keynotes or workshops can equip your people with practical skills that help them build super habits in five minutes. Or if you want to earn 100000 a year working part-time by launching your own coaching business, we guarantee to help you do that in just 13 hours. Get in touch with us today to learn more about becoming a certified habit mechanic coach who can transform people's lives and is recognised as a world leader in the field. For more details, contact us via the website. The link is in the podcast notes. Or if you want to feel better and do better every day, download the Habit Mechanic University app from your app store. Thanks again for listening.